So it may be a little loud doing this podcast. I'm trying to do trying to do my hair and catch up on everything at the same time. Take a quick shower. We literally have realized we're gonna have to celebrate our Christmas today and continue on the rest of the week because we were not able to get through the list of everything that we wanted to do, which was a pretty long list. I was extremely ambitious this year, I was determined, but the problem was is my body was not. So I started getting exhausted out, not feeling well, so I ended up sleeping on and off throughout, well, the last three days. So it looks like today and the remainder of this year, which is another week, we're gonna be catching up on visiting those that we were supposed to visit, some that we never got to their house, some that we traveled out of state and never made to it because I started feeling really sick. Um, we also had planned Mr. and Mrs. Claus visits the children of Kentucky, which was Dawson, uh, I just literally got the list, literally got the list, Dawson Springs, and, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm, I'm running a blank. Dawson Springs and Horse Cave, Kentucky, was actually the two areas. Dawson was very, very hard hit in a very, very tiny community, small community. Working with those at fire departments and volunteers those at shelters to figure out where Mr. and Mrs. Claus is most needed at and where they're most needed. And the thing was, is everything was carefully planned. And I told Eric, this sometimes happens and you're dealing with something far greater than what you're mentally, you know, strength, your mental strength. Sometimes what's going on physically will challenge your entire schedule and your entire calendar. So as it stands, picking a day next week to catch up and continue on with Mr. and Mrs. Claus, meet the children and for children, of course, don't let me forget the fur children of Kentucky for those that were hit in the tornadoes. Um, people lost everything and including losing lives. Destructive is not the word for it. Still they're finding people and loved ones, pets and photos that have been found in our property in Indiana. There's been people that I have talked to that have literally found photos hundreds of miles from this monster tornado is incredibly just, it's just unbelievable. But I wanted to do something and I do it every year, just something to give back, just give back to people, you know? And what greater joy is to dress up as Mr. and Mrs. Claus that we have over the past what, five years, I think it's going on, and just picking either an animal shelter or a foster family or girls and boys shelter, and of course all the pet shelters, animal shelters, sanctuaries, and nursing homes. And this year it was just, of course, you know, you, you know where to go. But fortunately, it's like part of the story that I haven't really shared a lot of my medical things in fear because I have some within the bloodline that will misconstrue, they'll take something medically and either make light of it or twist the story and people are not, it just, it gets just, it's, it's stupid. So I had to make decision to be very cautious with sharing my medical journey. But in this part, it's affected, you know, our holidays, and it's affected, obviously, something really great that was planned. And I'm thankful for those in Kentucky to completely understand without getting into too much specifics. I just told them, you know, we just got a medical hurdle that we're dealing with, and unfortunately, 
got to a certain point and I started to feel really sick. I had ascites, which is fluid collection around the tumor that did not get resolved by oncology treatments, which landed me back under oncology last month. I go back next month, early next month. And the fluid was found a year ago, but it was smaller pockets of fluid. But the question by the surgeons and that and specialists is, is this really small pockets of fluid? Because everything is so fused together that it's really hard to get an accurate of how much fluid's there, which is secondary to oncology and your tumors that, do, that are not resolved. And pockets of fluid is just a secondary complication. It's one of many complications, let's just say, when things don't get resolved. It, it, the people who don't understand what you're going through, and this is where I get into this function, is you don't put on more of a load on somebody's back that they're already carrying. Well, why would you do that? I don't care how much you can't stand to hate somebody, whether it's, and even if you're a family member, I don't care how dysfunctional it is, you don't do that. You don't want to do that. You just don't do it, okay? Period. But what most people don't understand is unless you've walked in this journey, and I explained this to my dad yesterday, is you don't understand what I'm going through because his own journey is different than mine. Two different, totally separate things. The thing we did share together was the same radiation oncologist, and that's the truth. I saw the same one he saw, but his treatments were different, and it's a different type of tumor and cancer. Mine were more of a rapid, extreme, fast track, just go full steam ahead, and I've tried everything. But the problem is, is this fluid has continued to collect more and more and more and more, and the tumor will feed off of everything it's like you literally take in what you limit, limit, the limit that you have already, a limited diet, and you're literally feeding this thing. And then you get fluid, pockets of fluid collection, and especially when it starts getting in the abdominal area like I have, it can be really not good. And the prognosis can be bad. You can only keep going in draining this stuff. And sometimes it's really hard with a fine, 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 fine needle to locate where this stuff's at. And then when it's in multiple locations like mine, you're talking about multiple areas. And you have to be really careful because when tumors start mastocizing and cells do and they start traveling and start collecting other areas, you don't want to puncture that either. And when you have a lot of adhesions like I have from oncology, especially radiation, it's harder for even them to go in and try to get through and maneuver through. So it's really tough. They're dealing with a lot of fluid collection, and um, I've realized over this past week just how tough the struggle and the battle can be when you're feeling really, really, really sick. And it's 24 hours, seven day a week. It doesn't go away. You get a little bit, like right now, a little bit of relief, you know? You do what you do, you jump in the shower, you take care of errands, you take care of things, you go, go, go. And then it'll just, it just depends on, as they said, gravity and how your body's pushing this stuff around. Fluid's fluid. Sometimes it'll hit a certain area and uh, you're down for the count. I've realized how sick it's made me feel. Um, I don't think I had fluid collection before I started oncology um, and was an oncology patient five years ago. I don't believe and in fact, I don't think they found any ascites or pockets of fluid. But the problem is when things don't get resolved and they continue to progress, um, the fluid is something that is very common and it, it is absolutely 
a struggle, that's all I say. This is why I say I won't tolerate or take anything else from anyone. I'm going through enough and I'm in a different place. And especially my mentality is different. Um, I won't put up with anything from anyone. I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And my mind's focused on other things, which is giving back to communities and helping people, focusing on me and my family underneath our roofs, and also focusing on working, which working has brought great joy and meeting people and helping people and um, being there and helping them to realize a better life by putting into perspective and what I've gone through, my own trials and tribulations, and helping someone to realize that they can get through it before it's too late. You want to see good prevail, right? But the part with the fluid is getting to be quite concerning. Um, it could be fine, it's weird, it could be fine, and it's just, it could be just walking one step ahead. Laying down has become virtual, just a um, never-ending positional thing of, I mean, my sleep is broken as can be, uh, rightfully so. I'm flushing and moving all this stuff around. I wouldn't say flushing, but moving the fluid around. I don't know what they plan on doing next month. We're going to continue this game. I, I, I don't know. Um, I am a logical person and a realist, and I'm not going into fictional unicorns and rebos land, although it sounds great. Um, I know what I'm facing or dealing with. We tried through with surgeons with different types of pain um, medications and management. Wanting to go in next month because of the tumor and um, let's just say radiation had done a lot of bone damage. So it hit a lot of my spine, which had caused some problems. So they're wanting to go in and just cut some of these nerves that are causing a lot of the pain. But now when we're dealing with fluid stuff, it kind of just, just trumps the whole idea. And see, that's the thing of the unknown. When you're dealing with tumors and you're dealing with cancer and your oncology patient and things you didn't realize the remission part you know is you can't get your hopes up too high and expect that this plan of whomever you know which is your medical um, case and the next step of what you're going through sometimes things just don't work as planned because things are so unpredictable and that's the truth the fluid is like a whole just, um, I can't describe the uncomfortable pressure, pain, sometimes it gets sharp. It can literally take your legs out from under you. Um, like I said, I've tried different types of pain management and it started getting to the point and it has where the medications are not even phasing the pain. Due to a high tolerance of pain that I have, of course, as I said, people like you, it takes more. Plus, you're dealing with various types of pain. It would be easy for them to go in surgically as we plan next month. And then we had to change that over. And then we had to change from we're going to do epidurals and we're going to do injections and then we're going to do surgery and then we're going to do this. And now it's like, you know, my case is back with oncology with a specialist that gets it and understands and is, you know, treated and helped many patients like myself and the best thing they can do as they said is just try to get you as comfortable 
and try to, you know, lessen the fluid buildup. Um, is it feasible? I don't, I don't think so. The thing is, you just don't know how fast this stuff comes back. Um, like now it's come back quicker. So you try to figure, can they go back in and drain? Can we keep doing this? You know, a realist person by experience and wisdom. And what I'm going to say is, no, they can't. So your prognosis is poor. So see, people don't understand. They get involved in things they have to do with family, that it's not your business, okay? And there's other things going on that you may not know about. And when you get involved in things, or somebody tries to involve you in it, if there's an adult for respect for people, whether you know them or not, and when they're struggling medically, and they already have a heavy load on their shoulders, is you just bow out of it as gracefully as possible, period. And that just means I'm sorry I'm not going to get involved. Now, I think you need to refocus or talk to someone and direct your focus on something else for a positive change. That's the truth. Um, I don't know, you know? I realize with the fluid, um, which I'm told is common, you're not really hungry. Um, they don't want you to drink as much fluid, which is really difficult when you can't even eat anyways. Um, I'm trying to realize the cosmetic procedure of regaining a full smile, and I'm only halfway there. And the question is, am I going to get the other halfway there? That's the thing. But really right now, as I'm focusing, as I told Eric, it's just doing good out there. And uh, it's not to impress anyone. It's not for anyone, but for myself and my soul. Because this is what I like to do and I enjoy to do, is baking for others, especially on the holidays, and doing things for people not because I'm told, but because I want to, because that's just who I am as a good person. And what really bothers me is, especially if people in the bloodline will twist and fabricate me into somebody that I'm just gonna say, I see myself in the mirror every day, and I'm sorry, I'm not that person you've projected me to be. And for the people who believed it, well, I'm sorry that you believed that, because I'm not. This is another reason why I told Eric, when something happens to me, I do not want a funeral. I do not want a visitation. Um, I don't want anybody to know for a while. And that's because of my decision, nobody else's but mine. I believe that my body, you know, once you leave, I believe we go to heaven. I believe there's a far greater place. This is what I believe. I'm spiritually connected and I've always believed this but I believe my body needs to be at peace and I don't want it as a circus show or a sideshow. And I really, honestly, it's really just business between myself, Eric, and a few others. And that's why a will was important to me and making sure it's documented on my wishes. I wish things would have been different, but things that, and people involved and getting involved and some just unnecessary things that are just petty, as I said, should have never transpired over the years. You should focus on people and people you love. And if you love them, you don't cause hurt to them. And you support them unconditionally. You love them unconditionally. Okay? And if you have a problem with someone, especially, I'm just going to say this, for anybody who has a problem with a family or family members or members, sit down, work out your indifferences, come to a resolution, you know, and then let it go. 
especially if you have people or someone or multiple people in your family that are struggling on serious matters, okay? It's what you, not you're told, but you would want to do it. Well, that makes a good person a good soul. But this is just how I feel in my opinion. And I realized now in this point in my life, if you can't change people, you can't force people to see something they don't want to see. Um, people are entitled to how they feel, what they say, and, and it's really, it, it is what it is. I'm focused now, still celebrating Christmas, still can continue through the week. I'm hopeful to be able to share, especially a VIP podcast and with others, our journey going down to Kentucky and helping other people, you know? Forget about what I'm going through. Let me just focus on helping people that need the help now, you know? But it's gonna take my brain to connect with what's going on internally, and so far I'm not winning, and I'm gonna have to keep pushing things back. Um, Santa Claus has no limitations, children, on when he may visit you. It's not necessarily Christmas. Some children, sometimes he saves the best for last, and he visits them later. Just remember that. But getting back to it, you know? Um, I can only hope for yourself my journey. It's not just about the laughter and smiles, but it's always been about trials and tribulations and sharing stories and journeys and, and people contributing, and that's what it's been all about. But it's also about connecting and understanding you're never alone and sharing wisdom and knowledge based on what you've gone through. And I see nothing wrong with that. Um, people are entitled to how they feel and they may see it otherwise. And that's okay, let them feel how they feel. But if we don't start helping one another out and start fixing problems in our own lives and our own relations, I mean, what kind of world are we coming to? What kind of world and where are we going? Because there's enough going on around the world right now and it's not getting better, folks. It's getting worse, you know? Take time, put things down, get away from TV, get away from the computer, take time out. Everybody has time out to take. A little bit of time out from your job, everyday life, and give selflessly, give from the heart, and not just around the holidays. Because as the world continues turning, things are gonna get worse, and it's looking that way. If we don't start helping one another out, well, where are we going? Nowhere, you know?